Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I apologize for starting a few minutes late. We had some technical difficulties as there will be with this kind of communication things. Um, I'd like to thank all of you for listening tonight and being here with me. I'm your host Rosie Menes and I'd also like to thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring to you the show. And uh, we're here every Thursday evening at 9, talking about Reiki and all things Reiki and many things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, would have had a great interest in. And um, Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing and instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal and spiritual development. For any and further information on Reiki, please visit my website, which is violetrosereiki.com. You can also send me an email. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. You can also send me an email to rose at violetrosereiki.com. Also, on Facebook, I have a page called Reiki Ward. Reiki Ward uh, is going to be in existence in this new year coming four years it is uh, a page that offers free reiki distance healing for animals and humans alike and um, all you have to do is go to the page and 
put up your request for healing for yourself, a neighbor, a family member, a friend, whatever. And you post on the page the same way you post on a friend's page on Facebook. And then we at Reiki Ward take that request and start to send distance healing. Over the years, we've accumulated something like 300 to 600 Reiki practitioners who visit the page on a daily basis from all over the world. And when they see the post for healing go up, they get on it and they start sending. And we do not stop sending Reiki until the person who requested the um, healing to be done says stop. Um, so go visit Reiki Ward or type in Reiki Ward page and uh, put up a request. Typically, we do two to three rounds of healing a day. And once the request is in, it is worked on and placed on our Reiki crystal healing grid for 24-7 healing energy. Okay. And this evening, my guest is Allie Cheslick. Allie is a professional spiritual medium, healer, intuitive, and she has been a consultant to national and international clientele. And she's a sought-after guest on many national and international radio programs, also known as a psychic psychic. And she has demonstrated for audiences worldwide on radio and TV. Allie has been touted as one of the most genuine, sincere, and hauntingly accurate spiritual mediums of our time. Allie's love is felt in every reading, and her tell-it-like-it-is attitude is refreshing and authentic. Allie goes above and beyond to ensure that each client leaves the reading with love, comfort, hope, peace, and a sense of empowerment to know they have full control over their abilities to move forward in their lives. Allie says, it's never about the psychic or medium. We are just the conduits for the information. It's always about the client and those in spirit wishing to communicate, albeit loved ones, angels, spirit guides. Allie's reputation and comedic personality have earned her a loyal following of clients, both nationally and internationally. So in a little bit, we are going to get on the line with Allie. Wish me luck with these. This, we have, I'm sorry, we have a, a new studio format, which confuses the heck out of me. Let's go for it. Allie, am I on the air with you? Hello. Hello. Allie? Yes, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, happy to have you here tonight. I'm glad you said yes. And um, I'm very happy that I met you through Mr. Andrew Brewer. And I love yes, him. He's, yeah, he, Andrew and I go back quite a few years, and and uh, we've done we've been doing radio together since 2007. Wow. So a long time. Yeah, he's been my radio buddy a long time, and. Um, we actually met through the old MySpace days, and then uh, he started doing uh, radio shows with me in uh, late 2007. And then um, when I uh, I was working with another 
um, so-called enlightened partner. And, uh, so-called? <laughs> it, well, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if you put a light bulb yeah, up your ass, you can be enlightened too. Yeah. I know. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, and, so I shifted gears and I left that show, which was called Two Crazy Psychics. And, uh, I went into doing Wings of Love Radio. And then Andrew came on as a fairly frequent guest. And then we just did like probably thousands of hours over the years of radio and shared the same clients. And, or one, one client found me, then they found him and vice versa. And, you know, I think the longest radio show on record that we did nonstop was like eight hours. Um, it was like marathon night. It was pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, oh so we, we kind of go back a long way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot I, of fun. When you... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I say, it's funny how I found him because I, I, was, I was on Facebook one night and I, I read whatever he had posted, like, you know, yeah, I say the F word and this and that and I'm psychic, you know, but I'm human. So, like, basically he was saying, get over yourself. <laughs> Which I, I thought that was so refreshing because, you know, all the years that I've been in this work, I either got, you know, if I did say something that was, oh, my God, you know, like drop the F-bomb or something or say something like, you know, I'm mad, damn it, or whatever, people would look and go, well, that's not very Reiki-like, or, well, that's not very spiritual. It's like, okay. I'm a human being, you know, and, and I thought when I saw that, what Andrew had put up, I'm like, yeah, this guy gets it. This is a real deal, authentic human being. And then when well, I read your you know, description. Okay, the thing that people tend to forget is that at the end of the day, being spiritual or having some sort of metaphys- metaphysical energy doesn't preclude us from still being human beings and, you know, and still being who we are as people. And so I think too many people just like to think that because we walk that path that we should be all, you know, love and light and this and that and the other thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not really, you know, it's it's different. I mean, we, you know, we talk like everybody else. We bleed like everybody else. We, you know, there's nothing different about us except what we do is we tap into an area of our own energy that, you know, the average person may not feel comfortable in doing or may not know how to do or just don't want to do it. And so, you know, that's the only difference between, you know, us and, and like, lay people, for for instance. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing. And then people just take it to a whole other level, um, you know, so... You know, I, I just kind of look at it where, I, you know, I'm, I like to be a little bit realistic about, you know, about the work and, and about everything else. I mean, at the end of the day, we're still human beings. We still have to live on this planet. And as esoteric or, you know, metaphysical as someone wants to be, you know, we're still human beings. So it's, you can't, you, you can't, you know, you can't walk that particular, you know, it's like it's like the Dalai Lama. I'm sure he goes to the bathroom and every once in a while tosses out, you know, a word in his own language that's not so kosher. So, he you is know, very real, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, there's so I many think, Osho, I mean. Right. I think what did it, and, and I'll probably get my head handed to me by somebody or, or some, you know, multiples, but... I think it's the people who went out there with this phony baloney BS and 
You know, they talk like they're like, I'm floating on a cloud, and now we're going to do this. And they talk like they're talking to like a crazy person or, or a three-year-old in the middle of a tantrum, and they appear to be floating on clouds of, you know, unicorn poop or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's not the way it is. And I believe people are starting to learn that, you know, psychics, mediums, you know, people of, of doing what we do are real and, and do have, you know, a gamut of emotions, do get mad, do get annoyed, do get, you know, whatever, will throw an F-bomb and doesn't make them any less um, capable and, and doesn't mean that they have any less ability than anyone else. So, yes, uh, but then you've got, um, you know, there are so many people practicing in the field and that obviously at various levels because everybody's not at the same not at the same level, but it doesn't mean that, um, you know, that somebody can't be spiritual because they say shit or, you know, they, I mean, there's plenty exactly. of people that, believe me, most metaphysical people I know, even the top echelons um, have gone off the, you know, the end where, you know, they said something again that's, you know, uh, not so kosher. But the thing is, you've got some of these people that have got like a spiritual two by four, shoved up their rear ends and they think it's all this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, you know, nobody can say any, the bottom line is in this field, nobody can say anything about this work with any absolute energy because none of us absolutely know anything. The only thing we absolutely and unequivocally know is what speaks truth or volumes to us. And then we take that information and we share with other people. And if it speaks truth to them, great. And if it doesn't make sense to them, that's okay too. Because there's really, there's no real right or wrong. It's just a matter, you know, everybody likes to say, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law, but I always say it's perception. Because, you know, your truth may not be someone else's truth. It doesn't mean it's not yours. But someone else's truth might be slightly different or they may view it or perceive it in a different in a different way. And so... It doesn't make it wrong um, for 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 them. It makes it, you know, that that's their truth. And your truth and their truth may not be exact, but at some point those two truths will kind of cross cross paths with each other, sort of meet in the middle, and that's probably closer to what the actual truth of a situation or an energy, you know, really is. It's like, you know, there's your side, there's their side, and then the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Well, it's the same thing in this particular field because it's a relationship. It's a relationship with God. It's your relationship with spirit. And it's your relationship with people, places, things, animals, plants, you know, everything is energy. So, no one really has a down pat absolute answer to anything. All we can do is work with the energies that present themselves to us and put it out in our best light and in our best um with, with our best foot forward and with all the right intentions because everything really is is intention and so if you're working in a positive flow of energy with a positive intention. You know, that doesn't mean that the work I do isn't sacred on some level or the work that I do doesn't have meaning. But when I'm not doing that work, you know, I am the 80s disco dancing queen. I am the bingo queen. I, you know, I have a real life. I have a family. I've got more drama in my life, you know, like, like everybody else. So you learn to kind of separate both when you work because one is definitely ego-based and the other one not so much. So, right. you know, so we're no, we're no different than anybody else. We just 
we just shift our energies and shift gears a little bit and work in a different space. But I mean, you know, um, if you're, you know, like today I had an experience <laughs> over on Andy's page. If if you're if you're batshit crazy, you shouldn't be doing Reiki for anybody. And um, exactly, you know, and and honestly, even if even with myself, if I know that I've got way too much stuff going on in my personal life, I don't step into the space of the spiritual side of things because. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still getting past this crappy cold. Um, you can't, I can separate myself, but can I really do it enough to where I'm being fair not only to the client but to myself? And so that's where maturation comes in. That's where, you know, that sense of soul uh, and who you really are and, and where your soul has evolved to. Are you big enough to say, I need to step away from this for a little while or, you know, or is doing the reading for you, you know, more important because then more it's your ego than it is, you know, than it is working with spirits. So there's a lot of different things that you have to take a look at when you're, when you're working in the field. And then, and then when you're not, nobody says you can't have a drink. Nobody says you can't go out and party. I mean, you know, the things that I know about some of the people that are, you know, so-called bigger names or whatever, yeah, people would laugh if they heard some of the conversations or some of the things they've said about other people. So, you know, nobody nobody gets away without any skeletons in their closet. I don't care who you are. And nobody gets away with saying that they have an absolute answer to everything because they don't. They have they have a, they have a they have a um an educated guess, you know, about what they feel, what they think or what they've experienced. But that doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. And everybody's truth is going to change over time because that's part of your. I call it soulfully evolving. You know, most people will call it aging. Some people say it's wisdom. You know, but you have to sort of constantly evolve because how I felt about a topic ten years ago may not be how I feel about that topic now. And somebody could say, well, you said this then, and, that, and, and back then that probably was very correct for the time and the place and the space that I was in. But now that I've evolved up to where I'm at 10 years later, I can look back at things with a different perspective and a different understanding and then come to a different conclusion about a particular topic or a subject or, you know, whatever the case might be. And if you can't do that, if you can't look back and see that you have evolved or that how life is changing for you, then you really need to take a good hard look at yourself because something's not right there. I mean, that's part of life is that evolutionary process, and it's not just in the physical sense, but it's also in the spiritual one. It's so very true that you say that because I have um, gotten into discussions with a lot of people, and um, in fact, one of them is my best friend who say. Oh, you know, you really never, a person really never changes. And to me, that sounds so odd because, like you said, it all depends on where you are in your evolution. Um, You could change your mind on a topic the more you learn or whatever. So I think we're ever evolving and ever changing. And to think that a person never changes is just ignorant. On, on that person's part, I mean, it, either they're stunted or stagnant or something's going on, but we all change. 
But it's inevitable. And whether someone wants to or not is inconsequential. The fact is you must. And if you don't, then you stay in this repetitive. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Um, That's when a lot of people end up coming or looking to a psychic or a medium or an empath or someone who can tap into their energy field or their chakra energy and kind of take a look at the bigger picture and go, okay, this is where you're blocking yourself. This is where you're not sort of evolving forward. This is where you're kind of stuck on stupid. And, you know, I mean, when I do my own sessions, you know, I, on a, when I do session, when I do my private sessions and even when I do like on-air mini readings, my job isn't to make you feel better about yourself. That I could care less. That's not what my job is. My job is to help you look at the finer points and go, hey, hello, um, you know, the light bulb's turned on, but the shade's down, <laughs> you know. You you have to take a you have to be big enough to take a look at yourself and go, okay, this is what I need to fix, or this is what I need to work on, or, you know, I mean, and it, we all kind of go through that. And if you're kind of in that space where, well, you don't need advice, or you don't need this, or you don't need, that, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you have to look at that again. I mean, even even the world turns. I mean, we we go through spring, summer, winter, and fall. The seasons change. So if the world turns and the world's changing and time is moving forward and you're kind of still stuck in the twilight zone there, you know, it's like my kids tease me. They tell me that my hairdo was stuck in the 80s. And I'm like, maybe, but I happen to like my hair. (laughs) You know, but I mean, but the rest of me isn't stuck in the 80s except for, you know, I love my 80s, my 70s and my 80s dance music. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things. I mean, I love all kinds of music. I mean, I can go from opera to country music to, you know, rock and roll, whatever the case is. I'm not a, I, you know, there's certain types of music I don't care for, like hardcore rap. But I love all kinds of music. It moves my soul. Music is like, you know, the heart of my soul. So, again, you know, just people have to recognize that. And there's a lot of times where people don't realize that, you know, when things seem really down and out and you kind of feel like, you're in the space of, I, I have bad luck, as I've heard this numerous times. There is no such thing as good luck or bad luck. Luck is what you make it. And this this is coming from me, and I'm a gambler. I like to play bingo. I like my slot machines, you know, okay? But luck is really what you make it. If you feel like you have bad luck, you know, I have to tell you, I'm sorry. I mean, I've been, been down and out. I, you know, I was homeless and pregnant at one point in my life, and I had no help. Um, you know, I, I, believe me, I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt ten times over. I could very easily at this stage of the game say, especially in this last year, I almost died a year ago. I could be like, well, I have shitty luck. Well, no, but if something happens to you, my feeling and my experience would say to me that there's a there's a force in this universe, and I I call the force God, and he's kind of going, all right, hello, you need to slow down, you need to take a look at this, you need to fix this, you need to work on this, and sometimes it takes, you know, you know something to really make a marked change in your life for you to kind of look at it and go, okay, you know, I kind of get the message, so. You know, when people tell me that, oh, you know, I just have no luck, well, it's not that you have no luck. It's what are you doing that's not allowing you to sort of move forward, you know, because people always look at things instead of looking at it in a in a way where, you know, let's say at the end of the month, everybody has bills to pay all month long, right? So let's just use your electric bill for argument's sake, and your bill's 100 bucks, and you don't have two nickels to rub together, and you have 10 days to get the money. So instead of worrying about paying the bill and worrying about what happens if you don't pay the bill and coming up with plan B, 
You know, plan A should be not that you worry about it, but what can I do to make the money to pay the bill? And a lot of people don't ever step out of the worry and the freaking out zone into the what can I physically do to change how I draw money into myself. You know, I could, I could, you know, listen, I could go to a pawn shop and sell some jewelry I'm not wearing. You know, I could, you know, go and waitress or I could go and waiter or I could go and do a quick garage sale. You know, there's always a way for someone to be able to make some money. You know, you could go to a charity and ask, say, look, this is where I'm at. This is where my bill is. Can I get some help? So a lot of people, they right. run into the fear and they don't allow that fear to just run through them and get get past it because you can't you can't live in that state of being and be and be capable of coming up with a solution because you're you're worried about the end result. No matter what happens, you still have to pay that bill. So worrying about it is doesn't serve you any purpose. You know, but but coming up with a solution to let me try A, B, C, D, E and F to try to get the money together to pay the bill, that's the goal. And a lot of people right. don't look at it that way. They only look at what their their you know their energy is at that present moment, which is you know a fear based energy. Which believe me, I understand. I've you know again I've been you know I've been homeless and I've had apartments and I've had nice cars and I've had no cars and you know I mean I am some person. I am somebody who's been literally on the bottom of the barrel and been literally been at the top of the game. And I've been every probably every step in between. So I do understand the various levels that people go through to to do that. You know what I mean? Even now, my, you know, my brother-in-law facing some financial challenges and, you know, my husband and I had to step up to the plate. And even though it's difficult in its, in its conception for my husband and I to kind of do what we need to do for my brother-in-law, but you have to, again, you know, we're figuring out different ways to do things to help us get through, you know, the next couple of months here do you understand what I'm saying? Instead of us sitting here going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Oh, you, just have to, you just have to put your best foot forward, do what you need to do, and then, you know, figure it out along the way. And and that's really a solution for a lot of people. And it's it's almost common sense on some level, but on another level, people can't get themselves out of that stage to where they can say, okay, you know, let me let me start over. Let me start fresh. Let me write down on a piece of paper some ideas to do things to change my own life. And that's not just with bills, but that's even with someone's life. If your life is not is not heading in a direction that you're happy with, the only person that's going to be able to change that is yourself. And so you have to be willing to make those changes. Believe me, I've been in places where you know I'm not a happy camper all the time, but you know I have to really. St- stop and sit and kind of look inside myself and look outside of myself and kind of go, okay, you know, why is this happening at this point? I want to scream like hell and run for the hills, but I have an obligation to my kids, to the dogs, you know, to other people, whatever. So, so what can I do to come up with a fair and equitable solution to the problem? And and that's what people do. We need to learn to teach people to be more problem solvers and problem makers. Right, right. And I think we're in this loop um, that 
and I sound like I'm so down on advertising and stuff, but really that's where a lot of it comes from. And I think somebody hooked on to that and said, oh, this is great. Let's scare the crap out of everybody and say, but if you buy our product and if you do our sessions and if whatever, you'll be fine. And and it sells because so long as people are scared, they're going to buy whatever you're selling if it's going to fix what is scaring the hell out of them. So we're in the cycle of fear and worry and fear and worry. And I think almost like Pavlov's dog, we get into that cycle and it's hard to break out of it. And, you know, you just got to do it. Uh, Try it once and see that it will work and then move along because, I mean, I was in the same position a while ago uh, where I had, you know, no income and no nothing and I was, you know, every month I'd say, how am I going to pay these bills? And how am I going to pay these bills? And um, I would just remind myself to not worry and just spirits got my back. And my own guides would be telling me, no, you know, we got it. We got it. And one night I was really almost at the breaking point because I needed to pay a bill or something had to come through. And I'm I'm using logic going, there's no logical way this is going to happen. I, as a psychic, should know better. But, you know, sometimes you forget and um it came through i don't remember exactly what it was but a friend came by and helped me out whatever and later on that evening i'm washing dishes and i hear so you um because i'm clear audience i hear spirit uh it's like so you you got what you needed right it's a death didn't come the way you thought it was going to come did it no didn't come the way you wanted it to come did it no uh, didn't come the way it usually comes, did it? I said, no, but you got it, right? I said, yes. And it's like, okay, point taken. I learned the lesson, you know, but it was a scary lesson to learn. The majority of people that need something or, you know, have something that there's a time limit or a time frame on, nine out of ten people always end up getting what they need at the last minute. And it's because at at some point, and this is just an observation and this is just my opinion, but at some point during that process of trying to figure out how to do all these things that somebody would need to do, they kind of just surrender the energy. And they go, okay, you know, let me just kind of, you know, surrender here a little bit and let me trust that you know, God is going to lead me on a path to, to the answers that I need or Spirit's going to lead me, you know, whatever whatever your belief is. I mean, I, you know, I say God, so, um, you know. And, and honestly, he's afraid to say exactly what it is. It's, you know, God, source, goddess, whatever, whoever, yeah. Well, you know, that, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I've had too many experiences and, and even a near-death experience on the, operating table that I can't say that it's not, you know, not God. So, um, I can't, I can't deny that, that energy, but you know, for me, it's just kind of, and I've, I've been that person. I have at at many points over the years in my life, um, you know, been that single mother with two kids and I'm thinking, Oh my God. And, you know, uh, you know, I didn't have enough money to buy food. I didn't have an, enough money to do a lot of things. And it, even right. to buy the basic simple things that people take for granted, I didn't have. And, you know, I said, well, what can I do? And honestly, you know, one of my stories, and it's true, is, 
you know, um, I was um, on public assistance because I had an accident. And so the accident was going through attorneys, and so I didn't have a choice at that time. And I was in a cast up to my thigh uh, and in a wheelchair for a year. And so, you know, and I was a full-charge bookkeeper most of my life. I, I've been a hairdresser, you know, a waitress for, you know, over 20 years of my life. So it's not like I've never worked. I worked, and I always worked at least two jobs. But um, so for me to go from, from hero to zero pretty much um, was really a shocker for me to get through. And then, of course, here I am as a single mother in a wheelchair with a cast on my leg and two kids to bathe and feed and, you know, and take care of. And one goes to school and the other one was home at me at the time. Um, and I said, well, you know, I need to make money because, you know, listen, at the time food stamps was barely feeding us and cash assistance was paying was paying my rent but not in full. And I still had to come up with a difference. So I started to bake cheesecakes and I found a local... Um, bakery who worked with me and you know I you know got me like certified to to bake in my kitchen and and so I would bake cheesecakes for them and sell them to the bakery um you know I wasn't really doing readings back then you know every once in a while I would do one but never really um it, it, not in the sense of more of being a professional I mean that came a couple of years later but but I did that and I did that for over a year and that helped me survive and get through you know, the entire year that I was, you know, in a cast. So people people don't realize that, you know, we all kind of go through that. I mean, even the best of us have had some of the worst things happen, but, you know, tenacity, perseverance, belief, faith, you know, we're not put here on this planet so we could just suffer, pay bills, and die. That's not what it's about. But if you can kind of surrender yourself, to, to the spirit, to the energy of God and to the energy of, you know, even the planet. I mean, you know, everything is very secular in nature and so are we. You know, women go through cycles and, you know, we go through menstrual cycles and, you know, we go through all these different changes. We go through menopause, you know. We go through all these things. Men go through their own type of cycles, you know. But everything is very secular in nature. And so when you think about it, you can't keep running in a cycle of of nothing for so long without something going to hit in the correct way for you. It's just, you know, even if you look at the law of averages, you know, you're going to hit every so many times you miss. So so in that thinking, you know, if you can come up with a solution and it's a viable solution for the problem, you know, and where you get the help is, again, doesn't really matter. Because, you know, in my case, I was directed to go to, you know, social service at the time and, and of course, you know, I had to sign papers, you know, for my lawsuit at the time. And whatever I had to do, I did because I needed to survive and I needed to pay my, my rent and my, you know, and, and buy food and take care of two children because my dead ex-husband really wasn't stepping up to the plate. So, right. you, you know what I mean? So, you know, but people don't realize that. And then, you know, they see that your life may be better now and they're like, oh, well, you have this and you have that. Yeah. And there was a time where... You know, my kids were eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and my breakfast, lunch, and dinner consisted of coffee and a pack of cheap cigarettes because I didn't have enough money to feed the three of us. And, you know, if if I could do three meals off a $2 pack of cigarettes back then, and this is over 20 years ago, um, you know, you, you do what you need to do. So nobody should ever feel bad about doing something that, that may not be correct, but you sh- you're not going to go out of your way to do something to harm someone else. So what I did may not be 
someone else's ideal ideal um, energy for whatever that was for me. But I did what I needed to do. I wasn't hurting anybody, and you know, and I wasn't um, causing any <laughs> any wicked karma for myself. I just did what I needed to do. You know, people have to find that we all have that inner strength, but so many people forget that, and a lot of people don't have family or friends to to really help them out. And and honestly, I really didn't either. I mean, um, you know, people kind of came and went. You know, and I was always—I've always been a giver, giving kind of a person. I've always helped people when I need help. To be honest with you, um, some of the people that I've expected, you know, because of the friendship or the longevity or the the connection, to kind of even just be there as an ear. Everybody kind of shifted and you know, exit stage left, and completely right. walked out of my life at the lowest time in my life. And I'm like, well, ain't that shitty? <laughs> okay, I don't do, I wouldn't do that to somebody, but that's me, you know. So yeah. then I realized that everybody has their own threshold of whatever it is they can handle, and you know, and you know, their own and a sudden sense of self or selfishness or energy or whatever the case is. And you know, if you learn to expect nothing from anybody, then you won't ever be disappointed. And my son always says that to me, even when we go out to restaurants. It's like, mom, and my son was a chef, and my daughter, you know, did pastry. You know, she was a pastry chef. And my kids are always telling me, every time we go somewhere, when we do go out for dinner, or try someplace new. My son's like, Mom, just go. Don't expect anything to be great. And if it's not great, you won't be disappointed because you don't have that expectation that it's going to be off the hook. And if it is off the hook. No disappointment. (laughs) Right. Well, but it's that's like people going on dates, you know, they're expecting uh, 10 or they're expecting, you know, a perfect man and they're disappointed. Well, you know. Well, you know what, here's the thing too. It's like, you know, you can't, I mean, everybody has what they consider a perfect partner in their mind or, some, you know, someone that they want to be with. You know, odds are, are you going to find the perfect partner? Odds are, no. Um, I don't think it, there are a perfect set of people. I mean, even if you look at, you know, prince, the prince and princess, and I guarantee you they, they have, you know, things that they clash about, but when you really care about someone, you kind of overlook things, or you work with them, or you compromise. There's a lot of different things in relationships that you have to look at, and, you know, some people are kind of stuck on the physical attributes as opposed to even what someone's personality is like. You know, there are times where someone may not be the best-looking person on the block, but they have the most amazing personality and attitude. And when you when you get to get past the the physical sense or the materialistic sense of things and you go deeper into just who they are or like not judging the book by its cover but open up the pages, get to know some of them, you know, on a on another level and then make a decision of whether you you think that this relationship can go somewhere. You know? I mean, I, you know, I, I'll be honest, I encourage young people these days, don't get married in your 20s. You know, have your college days, do your traveling, have your career, you know, look to get married probably in your 30s. I mean, you, you could be 40 years old and you're not over the hill, your biological clock's not ticking. You know, I mean, you you can have children, you know, as long as you're healthy, you can have children up to God only knows how old. You know, it's not about that, but you've got to enjoy your life. You want to see things. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to have any regrets in life of passing things up. And 
And on the other hand, when you finally get into a relationship, it's like, look, you know, with men and women, women, men and men, whatever the relationship is, everybody's on their best behavior for at least the first six months to a year of a relationship. Okay, great. But if you get past the first six months or a year and now you're, like, now you're getting serious or you're thinking about getting married or moving in, moving in together, you know, even though people talk about not having premarital sex and all that, okay, let's face it, we're in the 2000s, the 21st century. <laughs> I mean, and you can be, and listen, you can live with someone and still have a sense of abstinence that, and believe me, I know couples that do that. But right. if you really want to get to know someone in their own habitat, then live with them. If you can well, live funny. with someone, if you can live with someone successfully for a year, whether or not you have sex with them is it doesn't matter because you know it's like okay, so this person may be great on the outside, and you know you're not sleeping at one another's houses too often, and now you move in together. Now you're like, oh my god, you know the, this guy gets up at like two in the morning and he he eats like a pig, picks his nose, and then goes back to bed. Well. You never knew that about him because you never slept at his house, you know. <laughs> you you find out, you know, or like, you know, you're this woman that you're with, I mean, she gets up during the night and, you know, she puts on a ton of makeup so that she can get up and look good in the morning. Well, come on now. You know, it's like, but again, you don't see these things when you don't live with people. You know, little idiosyncrasies, a little habits, a little things that, you know, little quirks that, because everybody has little quirks about them. You don't really see them, feel them, experience them until you actually no. live with someone. It's very you know, funny because I do a lot of relationship counseling and, and uh, you know, women who are, you know, have problems in relationships. And, and I find the same pattern. It's like, look, my belief is you're going to wind up with the person that you're meant to wind up with come hella high water. Because I've seen it over and over and over again. I've seen people come together, separate for years. And wind up together because wherever they both were in their evolution and in the relationship evolution, it wasn't the right timing. And, you know, we know that it's it's not about the person's timing, my timing, your timing, anybody's timing. Everything happens in divine timing. Tell that to a woman who's dying to get married because she's seen one too many Jared commercials and David's bridal. Uh, it's not going to resonate. But I always say, go slow. You have nothing to lose. And exactly what you just said, you know, dating somebody a couple of weeks, a couple of months, jumping into bed with them and like, oh, my God, I'm in love. This is it. It's just lunacy. I mean, yes, it happens. It's a rare occasion. But take your time. Go out. You know, you really, like you just said, you don't really find out anything substantial about a person unless you know that person, you're in that relationship for at least six months. So, you know, take your time. Nothing but like I said, it. you know, it's, it's the level of, you know, Listen, we all have an expectation that the partner we're going to be with is, is somebody that that can hold a job, that's, that has, you know, responsibilities, is accountable for their actions, their words, their energy. You know, that that's a reasonable expectation to have. And then there are some relationships where, you know, when you get into it, you know, the one person may be disabled. And so you know right off the get-go they're never going to work. They they have a disability. And, you know, if you're going to 
develop a relationship with them, you know from the get-go this is who they are, this is where they're at, and you can't in 15 years down the road expect them to go and get a job if your finances get difficult um, because you're the only person working. You knew going in they weren't going to be able to do that. So exactly. you have to make those you have to make those adjustments along the way. So I mean, you know, I I think, you know, it's like look, you know, and and even in divorce, the word divorce was so taboo for so long. But I'll be honest, I mean, I think it's great that relationships can sustain forty, fifty, sixty years or longer together. And then there are relationships where I really feel like you're meant to come together, probably have a couple of kids. And then kind of just, you know, your your contracts are kind of done with one another. You've either, you know, grown up or grown apart. And there's really nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean, the kids can still have two fairly decent parents and have two happy homes to go to instead of just one. And, and again, and it's, it's a matter of the perception. It's possible yeah, that that DNA had to come together to create those kids, those beings, to be here on this earth to do what they have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, that the example is I use as my granddaughter. I mean, you know, I wasn't happy that my son picked what I would say would have been a very unhealthy relationship for himself, but it was his path to walk and his his energy to kind of experience and, and do. And, of course, I wasn't, I mean, I'm being honest, I wasn't happy, you know, when I found out, but. Yeah, my granddaughter, you know, she's the coolest little midget on the planet. You know, she's just, she's hilarious, and she's three going on 30. So, right. obviously, he was meant to cross paths with her and have this beautiful little Virgo I have. And, you know, um, it is what it is. But, I mean, that's that's the thing is you, you kind of have to find that, you know, no pun intended, the happy medium. Um, right. You know, even with my ex-husband, I mean, you know, my ex-husband cheated on me from the time we actually met, which I didn't find out until later on, from like day one when I started dating him until the day he died, he cheated on me constantly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... I, we have somebody on the line, Allie. Let me take this call and see who it is. From area code 386, you're on the line with Allie and Rose. Who are we speaking with? Hello. 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 Hello, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, you're on the line. Who is this? I'm here. Who are you? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can I have a name, please? Hi, my name is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking my call. I've been enjoying listening to both of you. Great. You have a question? Uh, you mean like a psychic question? Any question. <laughs> oh, well, I, I kind of do. I uh, I have some legal issues with financial, and I was just wondering if it's going to fall in my favor. When's your birthday? May 25th. May, May 25th? Yeah. Okay, so what are you, a Gemini? Yes. Gemini Energy? Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, you know, my immediate impression was, I I almost feel like you're going to to you, um, it'll fall your way, but not all your way. So, in other words, uh, my feeling is is you'll end up getting something 
Not as much as you think, but something that's fair in and of itself. Do you understand why I would say it that way? Yeah. So so you will get something from this energy that presented itself, but I think, uh, and it's kind of weird. Would that be fair to say that it's a weird kind of, uh, it's not an atypical situation? Well, am I going to lose my home? Um, I don't necessarily know that you're going to lose your home, but I think you're going to have other options. Um and I don't think that your whatever this whatever your lawsuit is or whatever your energy legal financial battle is, um, I I really do feel like you 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 have some of the right people in place. I would I would make sure that you're happy with re- your representation or you know whoever you've got hired to to help you. Um, but I do feel like. Whatever is going to happen for you will be fair, will be equitable, and it may not be all in your favor, but it'll be in a way where you can you can survive and move forward, and it's not it's not going to put you in a position of need. Do you, do you understand why I'm saying it like that? Right. Yeah, okay, so let's so let me so let's just say this so. Let's just say you're in the middle of a divorce and you want to know if you're going to get the house or you're going to get alimony or whatever the case is. Um, I think you'll probably get the house, but you're going to have to probably pay, you know, say the house is worth $500,000. So if it's, so let's say you split a 250000 each, right? Okay. Um, so you would probably have to pay something to the other person if, you would, if you're not going to sell the house and split it equitably. But it would be fair enough for you to be able to give them, you know, what they want for the for the house, and you'll be able to stay there and still be able to to live your life and and move forward. So, and I'm using that as an analogy. Whether or not that's the actual circumstance is none of my business. Um, but that's just my feeling. Like I feel like you're in a fair, balanced energy, but I, but I think it's not going to be all you. Well, it's a race to sell something. And then I'll be fine. Okay, okay. Barbara, thank so you my point is, is we're you, have you to will take sell one it. Call. Yeah, okay, hold on. You will sell it. Do I think you're going to get as much as you think you're going to get? I'm going to say no, but I still think it's okay. going to be a fair, a fair amount for you to be able to have a, a sigh of relief. Do you understand that? I understand that. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate okay, it, Allie. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Take care. All right, let's do one more call quickly, and then they're going to be counting me down to go bye-bye. 216, you're on the air with Rose and Allie. Who are we speaking with? Uh, Desmond. I'm sorry? Desmond. Desmond? Desmond? Yes. When's your birthday, Desmond? Uh, 12-16-71. Okay, so you're sad, right? Yes. So, happy early birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So, what's your question? Because you've got an interesting energy coming up for you this, this year, moving forward after your birthday. Um, you know, I'll, oh. I'll put it to you this way. A lot of things in your life are going to be ending. So, in other words, you're going to be closing a lot of doors to things that no longer serve you. And that's people, places, things, relationships, uh, really kind of relieving yourself of um, 
people who are just kind of keeping you in a very stagnated position. Um, so don't be surprised if you have a lot of changes occur, especially in 2016. I want you to recognize that a lot of those changes are actually in your best interest and and actually kind of almost time for that change. You, you probably could have used those changes about four years ago. Do you understand why I'm Uh-oh. saying this? Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily it's really a good thing for you to be honest. And um are you are you um just recently in a relationship? You talking about that right now? Yes. No, no, not really. No. Okay, so did you just recently get out of a relationship cuz the relationship energy is just floating around you? Well, I, well you know I guess you could say it cuz it's me and an older lady. We kind of somewhat in a relationship. But I guess we, it's like, you know, I guess till we find somebody else. Okay, so wait, so you're 66, so you're five years yeah, old. So, you, so you're going to be 44, right? Right. So okay, I'll do the math uh, in my head real quick. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, <laughs> so it's like, it's like we met in another lifetime somewhere, but she's older, but it's like, we met each other. We getting our masters right now, and it's, it, we, yeah, I guess it seemed like we both agreed. There's you know some some stuff we needed to work on. That's why we met each other in, in preparation for the next person. So, so here's the thing. When I told you, you're after your birthday. If you think of life as cleanse, clear, and delete. Okay, you know, let, let's just say, you know, you've got all this crap in your house. It, it, it's time for, like, the ultimate garage sale. You're going to get rid of all these things that are in place and all these things that have been following you around, especially the last 10 years, you know, and, and whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, actual physical things you own, whether it's relationships. It's kind of like this is a year where you kind of wipe the slate clean for yourself. So that as you shift into the fall of next year, you're actually physically, emotionally, and mentally in a much better place, and even in a much better place financially for yourself. Are you actually going to school or taking taking something to enhance what you already do? Yeah, for holistic health, I'm uh, taking classes, and I'm going to try to uh, take some classes on Reiki, try to expand my, my knowledge of uh, Okay, so, so this is perfect. And you're validating what I'm seeing. So you're going to continue to do this through the spring of next year. By the time we come around to Thanksgiving or the energy of Thanksgiving next year into your birthday next year, and it sounds like it's a long ways off, but in essence it's really not because there's a lot of things that are going to introduce themselves to you once you start letting go of the stuff that you hold on to. And a lot of the things that you hold on to on some level is a matter of principle for you, but sometimes you have to let that go. Do you follow what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to say this to you. You've got a really good year ahead. And even with relationships, even with this lady or other women that come into your life, if you keep them in a space where you remain friends, I think after your birthday next year, really, it's 2017, is more where you develop a healthier and listen to what I'm saying, Desmond. Help me here. Sorry, guys, I'm getting yourself. the signal to close the show. Um, no problem. Allie, this website is AllieChestnick.com? Yes. 
All right. So if you want to reach Allie for a private reading or one-on-one reading, please do so at AllieChesnick.com. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Allie. Wishing Thank you all you. good luck and lots of Thank blessings, sweetheart. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. And good luck, Desmond. All right.